Welcome to episode six of the Rebel Entrepreneur Coaching Series with Keith of Redheaded Step Tacos. The big question this week, did he launch? Did he get the certificate from the health department to be able to launch? Did he get the license? Did he manage to trade? What happened? Is he selling? Join us on this roller coaster journey of entrepreneurship and food truck businesses as we found out what happened to Keith at the big launch. The extraordinary belongs to those that created. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun, and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. Welcome back to The Rebel Entrepreneur Show, and we are back with Keith from Red-Headed Step Taco, and we are talking the launch of a food truck. Keith, welcome back to the show. Thank you very much. Finally got a couple days to recover here from my busy weekend. Glad to be here. And that's what we want to know all about is the busy weekend. Did you get to trade? What happened? Because last time we were setting up, we were on the verge of getting the license from the local government, the health office. Like, what happened? Did you get the license? Did you launch? Did it work? That is a great question. And yes, <laughs> seem, seems like many lifetimes ago. But yes, so I had everything set up with the health department. I believe it was like on a Thursday or Friday, I was supposed to go get my license. And when I called and talked to the lady she, inspector, she says, oh, yeah, you got to have all of your refrigeration down to temperature. You know, it usually takes a few hours. And the appointment was at around 2.30, 3.30 in the afternoon. I was already having to leave work early. And I said, you know what, I don't think that's going to work. I was killing myself trying to get it set up. And I think last time I talked, I mentioned how I stayed up the night before getting my card saying I was allowed to, you know, handle food and, and everything. So I postponed it for the next week and I got everything in order, I thought. And then I roll up once again in the afternoon, still had to leave work a little early. And before the inspection even started, she comes up to my trailer and sees my generator on the ground. And she says, yeah, that's not going to work. So we can't pass you if you don't have your generator somehow mounted on your trailer. And I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah, I said, oh, that's, that's interesting. I don't remember, you know, reading that anywhere. And, and basically she admitted that it's not in any of their paperwork. You're kidding. Yeah, some new thing, who knows, And but you're kind of at their mercy. So I said, well, where does that leave us for today? And she said, well, you know, when you get it taken care of, then just let me know and we'll set something else up. And so she clearly was trying oh, to no. kick the can down the road. And I was trying to explain, you know, that, get it done. Yeah, that I had some deadlines here. And so I said, well, I can get that mounted on there tonight. You know, can we set something up for tomorrow? And she said, well, just, you know, just let me know what happens and we'll, we'll see. So I went directly after the meeting to the hardware store. I got myself some brackets. I put that generator on the tongue of the trailer. I mounted it nice and strong. And there was a couple other small things that she had mentioned. So I took care of those as well. I think it's good that you asked what are the other things that I might because someone might have gone away, done the generator, come back, and then she presents another list of things. 
So it was a good job you asked in that first meeting for those different items. Yeah, I, I did actually ask her because she was about to just walk away. I said, well, can you just do a quick walkthrough and, you know, see if there's anything else? Because, yeah, I, I did not want to run into that again. And so, yeah, I gave sent her a message once I had that completed, but it was kind of already late in the day. I never heard back. So I decided just to show up bright and early in the morning. And so... <laughs> just, I love that. You just showed up at their office. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it was really strange with COVID and everything. The door was locked. You know, I knocked. It wasn't even a worker that answered the door. It was another customer. Wow. And he unlocks the door. Yeah, he says, uh, come on in. And so I walk in. It was a mixed office of a bunch of different health department sections. And and I go up and talk to someone, I think, from Vital Statistics. And they say, who are you looking for? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Let me go see if she's here. And they said, nope, she, she's not here. Did you have an appointment? Well, not exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I called her and finally got through. And she said, I said, yeah, I'm here at the office. Wondering if you can, you know, squeeze me in. Oh, no, 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 I can't do that right now. You're going to have to come back in the afternoon about three, you know, two, three thirty. So once again, had to be late to work, had to leave early from work. And at this point, I was getting pretty frustrated. So I get there for that second uh, attempt, and I just could not get my refrigeration down to temperature. I tried cranking it up to the highest setting, and as soon as she walks in, you know, she checks the temperatures, and she says, oh, yeah, these aren't holding temperature. Sorry, you know, you're going to have to fix that before we we do anything. (laughs) So that was strike two, and the event, you know, the soft opening was supposed to be the next day. And I said, well, you know, what are my different options? Can I put some ice in the refrigerator? Can I do this? Can I do that? And finally, I said, well, I think it's due just to the heat inside of the trailer. It's Arizona. It's 100 degrees outside. Maybe if I get a little air conditioner in there or a blower fan or something, you know, that can make it work. So uh, once again, went directly to the the hardware uh, store. (laughs) Yep, I, I did. I got myself a little swamp cooler. I got a blower fan, one of those real big, powerful ones that, well, it's actually pretty small, but powerful ones for drying uh, off the floor when you have a flooding or whatever. And I messaged her and she actually did say, let's plan on tomorrow morning at around 7 a.m. So I at least had a commitment from her for the time and found out from the trailer owner, I may have had the thermostat set a little too high, overworking it and, you know, possibly basically causing it to overwork and not get down to temperature. So I adjusted that and I went over bright and early, got up at 4 a.m. I couldn't sleep, you know, got only about a half night's sleep. And I went over to where I had the trailer parked. I had it plugged in all night at my brother-in-law's sister's house. And I opened up the fridge just hoping that the temperature was good. And luckily overnight it had cooled down. It was nice and chilly right around freezing and I sat there for about an hour waiting for the inspection and I see that dial just slowly rising slowly rising with the heat I'm just yeah and as the sun's coming up and I'm just please stay below 41 degrees and then she messages me and says I was planning to go around 645 she messaged me and says hey let's do 715 oh man come on just get this over with And so I get over there, 7.15, by some miracle, my refrigeration was all down to temperature. And long story short, 
ended up passing, getting my license, and just in the nick of time for on the day of my big event. (laughs) (laughs) On the day of? Yep, exactly. (sighs) Like, this has been a roller coaster, Keith. This has been like the most unbelievable roller coaster. How did you feel when you got that certificate? Well, I will tell you the several days leading up to it, I was getting pretty stressed out. I was having a lot of anxiety. Like I said, one of our past interviews, my main goal was just keeping my sanity and mental health. And so I was not really feeling great. And then once I got that inspection passed, I was kind of on top of the world. Like you said, roller coaster, I was right back up. And I may or may not have leaked a few drops, uh, you know, out of my eyes as I drove away just in excitement and relief. And, you know, then I was like, okay, great. I have my license, but now, I, you know, I've got to go through with the events. I was, I was ready to, to send out those messages saying, sorry to inform everyone, but we're going to have to postpone our event because, you know, we didn't pass the inspection right now. We're still working on some things. And so then the fact that I passed, it kind of, made me have to step up and say, all right, got to make this happen. we got to do this now. I got like, you know, half a day to get everything in order. Wow. And just at the time where you want to have a rest after having such a big achievement, it's like, I've got the license. Can I rest now? No, actually, that was just the start. (laughs) We've not even sold a taco yet. Exactly. And another funny thing, I had done a truck rental to pull the trailer. And after failing the first inspection, I called them up and said, hey, uh, this is Keith Hunt, by the way, uh, can I extend my rental a little bit? Because they postponed my inspection. Oh, sure. Then I had to call again. Oh, by the way, I'm going to need it for another day. And then I I ended up having to call the third time. Oh, I promise this is the last time I'm going to need it through the weekend, it looks like. And bless their hearts, they accommodated me. But yeah, that was, it was pretty frustrating. But in the end, had a good outcome. So you've got the license, we've got half a day to set up for the soft launch, the testing, which we've invited the Instagram influencers along to. How did that go? What was that half day like? Well, to be honest, it's all kind of a blur. I know I went to work for, <laughs> I went to work for some time. I once again left a little early and I said I'd gotten up at four in the morning. One productive thing I did while I was, you know, just waiting for the time to pass, I hopped online and was able to actually do a grocery delivery for my all of my supplies, food supplies. And so I didn't have to go shopping, thankfully. So on my way home from work, my items arrived right at my house and I was able to just load it up and be good to go. As soon as I got everything packed up, went straight to the location, uh, got the trailer set up and started prepping right away. You know, I was a little late getting off the ground, but I wasn't too worried because, you know, it was mostly family that was coming. And I had my nephew and his two friends that had volunteered to come help out and, you know, felt comfortable, had enough help there. And yeah, soon found that it was extremely hot, much hotter than Ohio, especially being outdoors in a trailer with no air conditioning, even with the little swamp cooler and the blower fan, it was it was hot. I'll just Whoa. say that. I was very quickly questioning my decision to <laughs> work a food food truck in Phoenix in the summer. But kind of a low key event, you know. We just, like I said, had the family, and it ended up having two influencers come, and we just rolled with it, got everything off the ground, tested out 
the equipment, was able to get all the equipment working for the most part, and just kind of got a feel for things. Did find out we had the hood vent that sucks all the hot air and the smoke away from the cooking equipment off for about half of the night. And then I looked over and said to my nephew, flip that switch right there. He flips it and suddenly the temperature dropped by five or 10 degrees. <laughs> and we, and they're like, man, Keith, why didn't you think of that sooner? <laughs> yeah, it, was, it had its kinks, but we got a feel for the trailer and what we needed to do to get the tacos out the door. So, Well, I think what's so impressive here is your ability to just learn as you go. And from the inspection, learning about the generator and that it's not even in the paperwork. You had to go. It sounds like everyone has to fail that test once because you have to show up. You have to find that out. Then you go to the next one and you learn that lesson. You next one, you learn that lesson. And it sounds like a constant game of learn, change, learn, change that would have defeated your average human being. Oh, it it definitely, yeah, like I said, it was definitely getting very frustrating. But yeah, you had to just be able to roll with it, you know, after putting that much time and effort into it. And, you know, I, I won't recommend someone go out and create an event before they get their license. And even if you have the appointment set up and you think everything is good, because as you can see, you never know what could happen. The only reason I did it that way is because I was kind of in that time crunch of trying to get a couple weekends under my belt before I had to give the trailer owner that final say of whether I wanted to move forward with the year-long lease. So under normal circumstances, I would not have put myself under that pressure. But like you said, it just had to make it happen. So, Keith, I just want to give you a hug at this point, and we've not even started <laughs> trading. Just before we do what happened at the weekend for the trading, how long have we got left of this mini experiment? Because we extended it two weeks. How long until you have to give the trailer owner the last information? Do we have another weekend? Yeah, basically we have one more weekend. Uh, the deadline is the 15th. Basically gives us one weekend. Okay, so we've got one more test. But before we get on to how you feel about that one more test, what happened the next day? So you, you did the soft launch. You had two influencers show up. Did you get any sleep? Did you rest before the next day? I got a little bit of sleep, yes. but. We unfortunately had a tragedy in the family. I actually found out on my way home from work on that the day of that soft opening. And our uh, family dog ended up passing away unexpectedly. It was just kind oh, of a geez. traumatizing experience. I came home to a very, very shaken wife and, and kids. And it basically became very hard to focus. I went ahead and did that soft opening and was... Then that next morning, I ended up messaging my boss and just saying, hey, I need to take the day off. You know, I was already planning on leaving a little early for the grand opening event and had to take care of, you know, the situation with the dog and emotionally was not feeling great. And so I didn't think I'd be much contribution there at work. So, I, yeah, I decided I knew they wouldn't be happy. I'd already been taking some time off, you know, leaving early and such for the license. But I said, you know, I gotta, I need to take this time. So yeah, I took that time off, took care of the things in the morning with the dog, and then uh, kind of chilled for an hour or two just to try to get my head right. And I was really starting to doubt myself. And then in that same time, got a message from the people that I, I thought were going to help me out that evening. 
and they said, oh, I'm sorry, we never heard back from you or never, you know, we we didn't didn't get confirmation. So we thought you didn't need us, you know, something to that effect. And so I ended up only having one person uh, confirmed for help. And I was just weighing that with uh, everything else going on. And I was very close to just sending out a message on social media and saying, we apologize, this event is being postponed. And I, after thinking about it for a while, I decided just to go through with it. Everything was already in the works. It was going to be a headache to cancel it and everything. So, yep, I ended up just sucking it up and going through with the event. And after that, I just got to work and started prepping and got everything ready. So, Wow. So you're there. You're preparing the food. How do you feel at that point setting up? I was definitely that anxiety came back. I was sending out messages frantically to family saying, please help. <laughs> I had two people cancel. And luckily, I have a very supportive family. And they were all already kind of planning to be there to support me in some way or another, you know, whether it be eating the food or whatever. And so they all jumped on board. I had my parents both volunteered to help my sister and brother-in-law and their son all volunteered to help. Oh, wow. I showed up a little late or basically only about 20 minutes before the event was supposed to happen. And um, I start setting up the trailer. My wife's cousin and her aunt, actually on the other side of the family, so two different sides of her family were there early. And they walked up to the trailer and said, what do you need help with? And I said, you sure you want help? Because, you know, I've got, I've definitely got stuff for you to do yeah, what can we do? So I put one on setting up the signs outside. Another started cooking up my meat for me. And they were just right there in the kitchen getting everything ready. And then my parents showed up. I put my dad to work taking orders because we started getting customers. My mom was prepping veggies. My sister and brother-in-law, and like I said, their son showed up. They started helping with the orders, helping topping the tacos and then finally had my original helper show up and she took over on for the ant on the grill and started getting the rest of the meat going and so i had to apologize <laughs> to the uh 10 or 20 people i had already there and said sorry we got off to a little rocky start but you know we'll have everything out shortly and tickets just started piling up piling up piling up quickly the the little thing where you slide the tickets up above the grill was getting full and we had to start stacking them behind the last one you know trying to keep them in order whoa and uh yeah we we jumped right into it kind of got got in the groove and got a good system going i usually i'm on the fryer unfortunately i'd like to be out there taking the orders and interacting with the customers being the face of the company after all it is redheaded step taco and i am the redhead <laughs> Yeah, in the end, we made it work. We had another influencer come. All three of the influencers ended up giving us a shout out on Instagram. One of them had over 30,000 followers. They all did put us in their story and a couple did an actual post on us. And we've been getting probably at least 10 or so new followers every day since the event on there, which my Instagram was at almost zero a couple of weeks ago because I was mostly on Facebook. <laughs> And so, yeah, it's now up to almost 100 as of today. They took some great video and photos, which I was able to share on my account as well. And that was really nice. Basically, it turned out to be a success. We had a steady flow of customers. Unfortunately, we did have some long lines. 
And I did mention in a post leading up to it on social media to expect a long wait. I wanted to set the expectation. And I said, you know, there could be up to an hour's wait. Awesome. And uh, sure enough, it was about 45 minutes to an hour. Did start taking people's phone numbers and saying we would contact them once their food was ready so they didn't have to sit there, stand there in the Arizona heat, and they could leave, go shopping, whatever. And so so that kind of helped. We did still have a few angry customers, a couple or one couple, they decided to leave and get a refund, you know, and I tried running out and making it right with them. They still acted like they would come back some other time. They just said they didn't have time to wait around any longer. My sister that came was, she's pretty good with people, talking with people, and she put out some fires, you know, was out mingling with everybody and connecting with them and trying to make it a good experience. So I also did have a visit from some army friends. So I'd reached out to the commander actually of where my, my unit and she had said that she wanted to try it sometime. And she actually flies in from out of state all the way from Oregon. Wow. And I messaged her the night before I said, Hey, looks like I'm having this event still. If you want to drop in, if you've got time and she graciously replied, Oh, looks like my flight gets there in time. I will be there. And it's about a 45 minute drive, I think, from the airport. And she actually showed up not only herself, but with the first sergeant, who's kind of her counterpart in the leadership over our unit and didn't really get a chance to talk to him, but they were there. I followed up with them the next day, which happened to be my monthly drill weekend. Both, you know, had good things to say. And she did end up saying that it was, in her words, in the top three best tacos she's ever had. So she said, I am required to at least, yeah, she said, I'm required to at least do this once a month on the Friday before our our drill (laughs) so that she can come and enjoy a taco the night before. (laughs) I love that. I feel like that should be on the website front and center with a picture of her top three tacos in the top three tacos (laughs) she's ever had. I love that. What a great quote. Yeah, I wish I'd gotten a picture with, I was in the kitchen uh, working hard, but my sister, I believe, did go out and get a few pictures, you know, of the trailer, a couple of us working inside, I believe. I also had some personal friends come, some I hadn't seen in several years, which was cool. And um, some old friends from when we used to live in the area, some coworkers from my day job. So yeah, had a lot of support from the community. Uh, We ended up doing about 30 orders, which for a full day, that would be pretty terrible. But for two, two and a half hours that we were open, since we opened kind of late just to make sure that, or we had the event scheduled late, to ensure that I could get there in time and everything with my day job. So yeah, we were there only a few hours and got to 30 orders. If we could keep up that same pace over, you know, a longer period, I think we'd be doing pretty well. As far as the numbers, basically with those 30 orders made enough to cover at least my food costs and my labor costs and probably actually the truck rental as well basically broke even on this first one, but I was pretty happy with the turnout. One, I was just happy that I made it through first and foremost, since I was about to call it (laughs) off and just considered, I just was telling myself throughout the day, if I can just make it through the day, like at this point, I'm not even worried about the numbers. I just want to make it through the day. And just at the end of the day, look back and say, I did it. I made it happen. You know, that to me was my measure of success at that point. So, And that was the Friday? Correct. Yeah. 
So did you trade again on the Saturday or the Sunday or was it we just did the Friday? I would have liked to, but like I said, that turned out to be my monthly drill weekend for the Army. So, yep, I cleaned up after the event, got the trailer parked and had to get up bright and early four hours later to return the rental truck and uh, didn't want to wake my wife up and all the kids and have to have her go pick me up from the the truck rental. So I threw my bike in the back of the rental truck and went and dropped off the trailer, dropped off the truck and rode the bike home and it went immediately to the army drill. So yeah, didn't get much time to rest and then had the two day weekend with the army drill and finally got a little bit of rest uh, Sunday night. I got a full night's rest. How are you functioning, Keith? How are you still operating after that kind of weekend? <laughs> I, I'm not sure I could keep up with you. Well, you know, it was interesting. I was going to mention this earlier. Uh, I weighed myself. Uh, it was like Thursday, maybe Friday. And I had lost about eight pounds from just a few days prior. And I thought there was a mis- <laughs> I thought there was a mistake on the scale. I didn't have my glasses on and I was squinting. I was like, is that a nine or an eight? And yeah, it turns out being stressed out will definitely take a toll on you. And I'm happy to report this morning, I was right back up. I don't know how that works, but but yeah, it definitely took a toll on me. Feeling pretty well rested and recovered now. Kind of funny. I'm I'm going into you know future plans. I'm still trying to decide if I want to do this next weekend. I know the logic tells me I should because I've got it's my final weekend to make a decision for the trailer, but. Um, I'm still feeling feeling almost like I need a little bit of a break. And I had some Chinese food yesterday at work, and my fortune cookie said, take time to relax. So I don't know if that's a sign, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm still trying to decide. I'll probably, over the next 24 hours or so, will make the decision. But I definitely don't want to inconvenience my day job anymore. So at least for the near future, I'm going to try to stick to Saturdays only until I get a good system in place and can expedite my prepping process, maybe get some employees that can get there in advance and start prepping so that I don't have to leave leave early. Yeah, that's my plan going forward, kind of play it by ear for this next weekend. And if I'm feeling up to it, I'll go ahead and do that Saturday. It is going to be tough to try to decide if I want to go forward with the trailer rental. You know, I've already got quite a bit into it between the deposit and the first month rent. But, you know, I don't want to go into a bad situation just because of that. But on the other side, I do see there's a lot of excitement in the community. A lot of the people that came, you know, they they said they really enjoyed it, had some good comments on social media. You know, my fan base is starting to grow here locally. And especially with the interest from some of those influencers. And I feel like we definitely have a good thing going on and that with the right amount of focus and advertising and getting out there in the community that it definitely has the potential to be successful long term. So before we come on to work, the three criteria, I think we actually came up with these when you were looking at your last mini experiment were, (laughs) did you enjoy it? Did the customer enjoy it? Did you make any money? And based on those three, do you want to push on? So I guess, top line, did you enjoy it? Well, as I mentioned, it was, uh, <laughs> it was a bit rough. It was a bit rough with the, uh, you know, all of those events going on, personal things. And 
once you are in the kitchen there working, your mind kind of has to focus on that. So there was that, but it was hard to have the same level of enjoyment that I normally would due to the circumstances, but I still did enjoy seeing the customers coming up, getting their food, getting that positive feedback, you know, from the commander, from others. And so I would say not as much as normal, but I think if you took out some of those surrounding circumstances, I would have definitely enjoyed it quite a bit more. Once the license done, the license is done. You've got that now. We don't have to ever go through that drama again in this state. So you've got that. You did have a blip the Friday before with the passing of your dog. That's terrible. And that would definitely set me back something like that. I'm so impressed that you managed to still make it happen. So there's some stuff around it that definitely pulled you down. Sounds like from what you've just said, the customers did enjoy it. So there was a little bit of a long wait, which caused some problems, but the food was generally well received. Yeah, everyone that I talked to, especially my personal friends, I know you talk about how friends and family, they're always going to say, oh, it was great. It was great. But, you know, they did pay for it. Like you said, if they really want it, they'll give you their money. I actually had my little niece. She's too cute. She came with a sign, a full-on banner, you know, three or four feet long, red-headed step taco, and her and her best friend were out by the street holding it. And and I was I was thinking, don't attract too many customers. You know, we're <laughs> swamped in here already. That was really sweet of her. And I got a message from, actually, she texted me the next day on her mom's phone and said, Uncle Keith, are you going to be selling your tacos today on, on the Saturday? I said, no, I'm so sorry. I have, you know, this army thing, but, you know, hope to be back up again soon. And then her mom said, oh, she's your biggest fan now. She wants to eat your tacos oh. every day. <laughs> oh. Yeah. The, and then, you know, my coworkers from my day job, same thing. He had nothing but good things to say. A couple of my army friends. So, yeah, definitely feel like the reception similar to what I was getting in Ohio, which is promising. So, yeah, it's just a matter of tweaking the process and getting the food out in a more timely manner. And the third one was, did you make money? Which in this particular small piece of the mini experiment, we have a lot of sunk costs getting to this point. But for this particular piece, we broke even, which is a good sign. It means that, well, to break even on the first night, fantastic. That's fantastic. We do have a lot of sunk costs that we need to work out what to do with. So on those three sort of tests, did you enjoy it? Did the customer enjoy it? Did you make money? It looks reasonably rosy from those three tests alone. Yeah, I would agree that, you know, like we said, we had some hiccups and some, you know, things that could have been better, but there's nothing blaring that's, you know, just a total failure. Like, nah, this is not going to work. So, yeah, I feel like we have enough to work with to turn it into, like I said, a long-term thing. So what happened with work? Because... At several points during this epic tale of launch, you've been saying that you had to leave early, come early, work weren't particularly happy. What happened with all of that? Because, yeah, you have a full-time job and an army career and seven kids with one on the way. Like, <laughs> What happened with work? Because something had to give and it seemed like it was work was the bit that had to give. Yeah, we've talked about that before that, you know, you can't do everything. And, you, you know, you've asked me before, how do you fit it all in? Well, sometimes you just don't. <laughs> so, yes. 
so yeah, I had no intention of doing, you know, three rounds of the license and everything. So I tried to schedule everything as late in the afternoon as I could to not disrupt work at hopefully at all. But, you know, you can't plan for everything and it just kind of happened. So basically, I just tried to keep communication open. And as soon as I found out something, I would let my managers know. And, you know, while, of course, they'd prefer that I'm there the full hours on the days I'm scheduled, I would just send them a message, say, hey, I'm really sorry. I had this come up unexpectedly, you know, didn't realize this was going to happen. And so I'm going to need to leave a little early. And so I think the most important thing is the communication. And they didn't actually express any, you know, uh, bad thoughts or anything to me. I'm just saying I can imagine they're probably not happy now that I took that Friday off after already taking some. But, you know, and when I messaged my manager about that, it's this long paragraph explaining what was going on. His single word response, okay. <laughs> so it's it's sometimes hard to tell, you know, what what their true feelings are. But I did actually have a chance to talk to the the big boss who's essentially like the owner over this small company I'm working for. And this was before the weekend events, but sometime during the week, we sat down to discuss some work-related items and just kind of my role in the company and some projects he wanted me to work on. And I said, you know, while, while I'm here, I'd like to bring up something else. And he knew that I was doing the trailer. He's a real personable guy. He was asking me questions about it. And he supports people, you know, and things they do outside of work. He had one coworker who self-published a book on Amazon and he offered... Wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. He offered basically reimburse anybody who bought it on Kindle, you know, from the company's coffers. And so, yeah, he's really, like I said, really nice guy, really supportive. And so when I told him, hey, I'm doing this food truck, I don't know where it's going to go, but my heart lies, you know, in entrepreneurship. I, you know, he just mentioned how they'd wanted me there long term. And I said, you know, not sure how, you know, what my long term is going to look like, but there is a potential future where I would want to pursue entrepreneurship. And, uh, you know, he said, hey, that's great. In the end, we want what's best for you and your family. We'd love to have you as long as you're able to stay. And then I even said, you know, if there were some in between time where I can't quite go full time, but the trailer's taking up more of my time. Do you see a possibility of me possibly working maybe a more flexible schedule where I'm only working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then I'm doing the trailer Thursday, Friday, or, you know, maybe working fewer hours in the day, whatever the case may be. And he said, basically, everything's on the table. You know, he said, I'm willing to consider all options, you know. So I said, well, I'm not to that point yet, so we can discuss it, you know, later down the road if it ever gets to that point. And he says, yeah, I know your passions for cooking. I know you like the entrepreneurships and, and like I said, you know, support you and whatever's best for you. So I think that's a good conversation to have. Some people might try to be hiding, you know, the side hustle. I, I think it's important to be transparent and just honest up front and say, hey, this is where I stand. This is where I see it going. want to do what's right by you guys and also, you know, support my family. Which is a risk, depending on what he says and how it goes, but it sounds like he reacted in the absolute most positive of manners, which actually reacting like that, how did it make you feel when he reacted so positively to supporting you? 
Yeah, definitely made me feel good. Like I said, knew him pretty well, then knew him to be a reasonable person that was pretty supportive of people. I figured in the worst case scenario, you know, I would uh, suddenly be a full-time side hustler. Yeah, so basically, like I said, I was I was pretty confident he would have a positive response. And if not, I had the trailer to fall back on, you know, and luckily worked out. But everyone's individual situations may vary. You know your boss probably better than anybody, so you'll have to determine if that's something you want to do. And especially if you've got some FU money, as they like to say, that might be a good thing to have before you have a conversation. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you've been following the financial independence path for some time alongside entrepreneurship. You do not have to give us any details, but are your finances in a reasonable state to enable you to be a little bit more adventurous on this side hustle journey? So I wish I could say yes. I've, yes, I've been following the journey. I guess you could say pursuing that path, attempting, digging myself out of a pile of debt that I accumulated, you know, the first part of my marriage and making poor financial choices, not overspending like a wild man, but just, you know, having seven kids and things come up and getting into holes that were hard to get out of. And I did mention, I think previously, I had a little bit of a buffer from the uh, COVID-19 stimulus, which was not a not expecting, but hey, they dropped it into my account, so I'm not going to reject it. And I will say I was feeling pretty good with that buffer, and I just kept seeing it go down, 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 down as more things came up, you know, having to rent the trailer more or the truck more often to pull the trailer, having to pay for this extra expense, that extra expense. And so I will say I am not in the solid position that I felt like I was maybe a couple months ago. And so that's also part of my decision making that I need to decide, do I need, want to do another weekend, spend some more money and not knowing if I'm going to actually come out positive or do I want to lay low, just go ahead and extend the rental for the full year and maybe save up for a couple months, go that route. I guess this leads me to another question for you. I think I know the answer, but it could be a good discussion topic. I've actually had several friends co-workers that are doing pretty well for themselves and that you know they don't give me their bank account balance but you know they hear that what I'm doing and they say you know that's great that sounds like uh, good potential you know and they're they're all into different types of investments and they say hey if you're looking for someone to invest you know in your company just let me let me know you know I can help you get off the ground help you scale up and want to know your thoughts on that like i said i think i already know your answer but it could be a good good discussion topic (laughs) well it's an interesting one isn't it first off they say the word invest an investment expects a return and that makes me think do i need it because if they expect a return i'm giving away some of the profit in the future to do that and you would only ever take on investment if you actually need the money If you were taking on investment to buy yourself the time to set up the kit to do it, knowing that you've got a market, knowing that you've got a customer base, like if you'd have run this experiment and you go, well, okay, I've run the experiment, I've made five grand, I'm feeling pretty positive, but I need some money to refurbish the kit, maybe we take on some investment. But like, I don't feel comfortable, Keith. I'm right there with you. That's definitely the the vibe I was getting. And you know, last thing you want is to do something like that and not 
have it go the way you plan and then you're stuck you know in a tough situation with especially with a personal friend or coworker where it could tarnish the relationship so yeah i i definitely feel in that same way and like i said i'm i would probably prefer just waiting it out and stocking up some cash but you know of my own before i would do something like that which then it's more like an actual loan rather than an investment because with an actual investment the investor is risking whether they get their money back at all or not because if it doesn't go well they don't get their money back if they do go well they get lots of money back but it sounds like in this instance you'd be going well it's a friend they can't lose their money i'd need to pay it back even if it didn't go well and then well it's not an investment it's a loan it's debt and it's debt to a friend that to me does not sound exciting it sounds uncomfortable yeah that's a great point you know investments always come with that risk and yes there would be that knowing that your friend you know even if they said oh i'm you know i understand the risk there's just kind of that extra level of relationship where you would feel a little more responsible if it they didn't get their full money and then some back. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how do you feel? Because we've got like a week, we've got a week, seven days until we need to tell the truck owner whether we're going to take it on for the year. How are you currently feeling about that decision? What are your thoughts on that decision? Well, I will say I would really wish I would have launched in maybe October, right as the temperatures in Arizona come <laughs> down to comfortable. And I think I'd be feeling a lot better about this whole thing. My feelings, I think, are directly tied to the temperature in the trailer. So if we could get that down, I think I'd be feeling a lot better. But <laughs> even that being said, I'm feeling very confident in the ability of making this success, especially over a year's time. And I think I'd mentioned in our last discussion that we will be getting some extra funds basically starting next month through the end of the year. So Basically, it'll come out almost enough to cover my trailer payment. So I feel like that gives me a little bit of confidence knowing that even if it's a total failure, I have you know some funds that would be coming in to at least cover that. So I'm not having to pull money out of my normal budget to take care of. But I will say I haven't made my decision yet. I'm going to give it some thought over the next couple of days if I'm going to do an event this weekend and then give it some hard thought over the following days as to whether or not I want to pursue that. But definitely trending towards yes. I just need to take a step back and make sure I'm not doing that off of emotion or... Well, the sunk cost fallacy is that we've put five grand in for the first month. We've put money in for the generator, the trucks. Like We put a huge amount of money in and we've not really recouped. So we're a long way in. And the only way to recoup it is to keep trading. However, the way it's going at the moment, it is actually costing you money to trade. And there is a danger that we continue to put money in and it's costing us to do business. And I've seen this before. I was working with a wonderful lady who had a flower shop and she had the shop that was costing her so many pounds a month in rent. And she wasn't even making that on the money she needed to trade. So every month... She was gradually going down and down and down because she was paying to trade. I looked at her numbers and went through them with her and I was shocked. It was just like, you need to get out. You need to stop this craziness. And she'd been in there a year paying to trade. 
like, what are you, what are we doing? And I felt so bad for her because she was so passionate about it. She wanted to do it. She loved it, but she was paying to trade. And then it's like, well, it's kind of like you're doing a side hustle, not as a hustle, as a hobby where you're paying to go and do your hobby. You're paying to go and do it. And then you're looking at going, am I willing to pay £500 a month, $500 a month to do what I love? And that's kind of crazy. Yeah, passion does not pay the bills, that's for sure. A couple final thoughts on kind of my decision-making going forward. One thing I did also learn as I prepped for the event was not having a full-service commissary was definitely kind of a uh, hindrance to the whole process. I had to prep everything on the trailer. You know, it was hot. It was hard to keep the refrigeration at the temperatures that I needed. and really to be a success going forward, I think I need to find, or I know I need to find a full service commissary that will allow me to store stuff overnight. I actually did, after our last discussion, go out and knocked on some more doors and talked to about five more local restaurants and basically got a lot of no's, got one, maybe a little water shop, believe it or not, in Arizona, they have water stores where people go and (laughs) buy, you know, five (laughs) gallons of water at a time. And apparently that's not a thing everywhere. I thought it was. So they have to have a license as well because they serve ice cream and some other things. So I said, do you have space, you know, for me to store some extra food? She's like, well, our stuff's pretty much full. I said, well, I have my own little commercial refrigerator. It's only about two feet by two feet. Is there anywhere in here in a corner and wherever that I could just put that and pay you guys, you know, a monthly fee? And she looked around and and pretty much her walls were all full. And she's like, well, I don't right now, but if it really comes down to it, you know, I could probably make some room for you. So go out, try to find a better option. But if you don't, you know, come back and I could probably make it work. So if nothing else, I could maybe pursue that. I'm going to keep looking, trying to find proper space to be able to go in, prep all my veggies in advance, you know, chop all my meats, have everything ready to where I can just open the trailer and just jump right in. And, you know, that's going to set me up for success. I also did have some potential opportunities for the future. I was dropping off some payment at the uh, property manager for the place we're renting here. We actually know him personally. And he was planning to come to the event on the weekend, but he said he just didn't get a chance to come out. But he said, you know what? I was meaning to talk with you. I've been wanting to do some advertising. He's like, I've done zero advertising in the community and kind of want to get my real estate slash property management services out there. What do you think about some deal where basically I buy, you know, 50 tacos for the first 50 people that come to your event and you just put up a thing saying brought to you by such and such real estate company? I was like, well, I don't know how I could turn that down. You know, you're basically (laughs) guaranteeing me some some business. And he's like, yeah, I think it's a win-win-win. You know, you get a little bit of a guaranteed income. The customers get the food and then they get the advertising. And so, yes, I was just out of the blue. wasn't expecting that. And it's like we may be uh, collaborating. And it gave me an idea, you know, what other businesses would be willing to do something similar. Actually, there was a AC refrigeration company back in Ohio during the pandemic. They were partnering with a company almost every week. They were partnering with a new local Mapa restaurant and they were buying about, you know, 100 free pizzas and donating to the community. And, 
you know, the community loved it. It definitely got their name out there. So yeah, something uh, uh, maybe looking more into. I also had my wife's aunt, her and her husband own a hot air balloon company. And I've never seen it in operation, but uh, they're going all the time to events all over the country. And she said, hey, we're here for you. We're here to support you. Whatever we can do to make your business a success. If you want us to come to an event and blow our balloon up, hang your banner from it and do some tethering rides where they, you know, put people in, go up 50 feet, bring them back down. I was like, wow, that that would be amazing. So yeah, definitely some kind of fun things that we could get going that we could help push us to the next level. And so yeah, overall feeling optimistic and just need to make sure that doesn't cloud my decision-making processes. <laughs> <laughs> well, just before the next question, like the real estate idea is a fantastic idea. And I don't know, I'd be speaking to him going, do you have a small budget to add to a Facebook advert that anyone who likes tacos in the Phoenix area, you go first 50 tacos free sponsored by and put that advert out to those people or share it in every group in the Phoenix area? Like that gives you an incredible, incredible opportunity to promote. I think if we go ahead with this, Keith, I'm up for coming up with ideas with you and helping you to work out how we can get the message out there. Because I think, well, you put free tacos out there <laughs> or even like share this with your friends and it guarantees you a spot in the first 50 <laughs> or something like that. We can like the message would fly around that you're there and having a hot air balloon. And that's incredible opportunities, incredible opportunities. And from what you're saying, you're very forward focused and you're thinking, how do I fix the kitchen problems? How do I make this better? How do I improve the system? I think that's the engineer in you looking at how can I make this better and how can it go forwards? But you're very forward focused on the next steps. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think you hit it right on the head with the engineering. I went to school for product design engineering. I wanted to design consumer products. I liked coming up with the idea in my head of some product to solve some problem and prototyping it, getting all the kinks out and then refining it, producing some final product and getting it into people's hands. And I'm realizing as I go along with business, it's kind of like the business is the product and I'm tweaking it, prototyping right now. And I get that same level of enjoyment that I get from designing physical products. And so I never would have thought of it that way. And I never would have expected, you know, business to follow that same process. But definitely that's one reason why I'm enjoying it. Whereas I never saw myself really as a business person. So the next up is the thinking and the decisions, Keith. Is there anything we can do to support you in your next steps? Well, uh, like I said, I think I need just a couple of days to kind of reflect and decide if I want to go ahead with this weekend. I'm, I'm thinking in the end, I'll probably go for it, but just kind of need to mentally get over that hurdle. And I'm sure I'll feel fine. I'm feeling pretty good now, but I'm sure over the next few days, get even more positive. So yeah, I think if I had a Saturday where I can, don't have to worry about, oh, I got to get out of work by this time, that'll set me up for success. And you know, Maybe if I'm opening for lunch hours and I do one full day, you know, 10, 12 hours, whatever I got to do, then I think that'll definitely give me some more confidence. I guess uh, the, the help side, just once I make that decision and 
And if I do it this weekend, just maybe someone to bounce those ideas off and say, hey, you know, let's evaluate this. Is this something that makes sense to keep going, at least with this particular option of the trailer locking ourselves into another 12 months? So, yeah, I would love to have that conversation with someone just so I know I'm getting some unbiased opinions. (laughs) Well, I'm slightly biased in your favor. And my bias is I want you to do well. So I'm definitely biased. However, I will have a different opinion to most (laughs) people, but I'm definitely biased on this one. I want you to be successful and happy, Keith, whatever that means for you. And sometimes happy means not going ahead with things. Sometimes happy means going ahead with things and you need to work out what's going to get you to where you want to be. So I, I am here for you. Let's do that conversation. Let's schedule it before you have to make the decision so that we can talk it through so that you can go with a clear head about what you're going to do next to the truck owner and decide whether you want to sign up to a full year or not. I think we should schedule that now. Keith, thank you for sharing the highs and lows of your journey and bringing us along on this roller coaster you've gone through. It is unbelievable to see what you've gone through and you're still here. You're still alive. You're still smiling. The family is pulling through and helping you. Thank you for sharing the journey so everyone can learn along with you and experience this right alongside you. I feel like I'm on the virtual roller coaster with you, just listening to your stories. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. And it's funny, you know, last time you said, uh, I've got to be the luckiest guy alive. You, m- you must have cursed me. <laughs> but, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, we all know that ev- everything comes with highs and lows. I know from past experiences back in Ohio that nothing comes easily. And yeah, I just got to keep pushing forward. What I tell myself when I'm having a rough day is no matter what happens today, at some point, might be earlier than later, later than earlier. I will be sleeping in my bed tonight. And so, you you know, no matter how bad of a day you have, it will come to an end at some point. And you just got to make it through the day. That's it. And I think the closing message for me is entrepreneurship will have lows. You are going out there and doing things. And this is to everyone who's listening to this right now. You are going out there and you are making it happen. And things will go wrong. Problems are a sign of life. And it's not that problems don't happen, it's how you respond to them. And Keith keeps responding positively. He keeps working through it. He keeps working out. He sees the problem of the generator isn't mounted on the truck and he goes to the hardware store and he mounts the generator and he keeps working through the problems. If you are having problems with your business right now, that is a sign that you're trying. Problems are going to happen and it's how you respond to those problems that is the most critical thing in business. If you can respond with positivity, if you can respond with energy, it is unbelievable where you can get to. Problems are a sign of life. Keep tackling them. Keep moving forwards. I believe in you. So go out there, make it happen. Thank you for listening to The Rebel Entrepreneur. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a rebel entrepreneur.